Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Monday edition of the program. Glad to be with you. We've got a full week ahead of us, and really we're full steam ahead now to football season. It's still the summer, still hot, still sweaty, still can be miserable outside. It was a lot this weekend, but football is near, and before you know it, it will be fall. And fall time, when it gets just a little bit of cold, a little bit of chilly, that's when it signals to me it's really football season. But I'm glad it's here. Um, NFL preseason games have been on the last few days, which has been awesome, even though preseason football is not very good, as we know. High school football, we had scrimmages on Friday night. It was neat to check in with some of the coaches and uh, hear what they had to say about their teams and their opponents as they get ready for week one games on Friday night. Of course, the big one here locally, and we'll be working to talk to both of these coaches coming up, David Pappenhouse of Silver Creek and Jason Hawkins of Charlestown. It's billed as the Battle of 403, Highway 403, and I've seen some pictures and heard some people that have seen it, been in it. The new Silver Creek Football Stadium is really nice. So kudos to John Dablo and Silver Creek High School. I can't wait to see that stadium, I think, maybe a sold-out crowd, definitely a huge crowd on Friday night to start the high school football season. But it's uh, it's good. Uh, high school sports and volleyball and basketball, of course, just around the corner, volleyball and football starting up along with a host of other sports. It just seems empty without the high school stuff going on in the summer. That, that lull, even of sports that maybe we don't talk about as much as we do others, it's just different. So I'm glad we're back. It feels like we're into our school routine once again and uh, again before you know it it'll be basketball season here in southern indiana let's look at the show lineup for today a service of honey baked ham in new albany segment one plenty of news and notes to get to coming out of the weekend indiana held a closed scrimmage saturday at memorial stadium and it was the big 10 network's annual stop at fall camp in bloomington so We don't know a lot, uh, but we can go off of a few things that the Big Ten Network crew had to say, and we'll talk about that here in segment number one. Also, I saw a couple other Big Ten football notes over the weekend that stood out to me. Uh, Not good news for Iowa. We'll tell you about that. And a Jim Harbaugh note at Michigan as well. Also, some uh, updates, a little update on Jalen Hood-Jafino and Trace Jackson Davis in the NBA and some other things that we'll cover here in this opening uh, segment of the program. Later today, Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star, he will check in with us. Zach is at IU football practice today, I believe. 
portions of the practices on Mondays and a few other days are open to the media. And then there are also some media interviews with coaches and players. So Zach will join us in the middle of all that madness from Bloomington. And then later in the show today, Chad Gilbert, athletic director at Charlestown High School and IHSAA executive board member. He will join us here in just a bit as well to talk local sports, the start of high school football, and much more today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Let's uh, remind you the Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450 is open for you to send a message, a question, a comment, a complaint. Uh, How excited are you for week one football? Do you have a prediction in week one football? I'm curious to know. Do you agree with me that Charlestown is the favorite in the big week one rivalry game at Silver Creek. You can send your questions, comments, and more to us. 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. Lots to get to coming out of the weekend. Let's start with college football. Let's start with IU football. The Hoosiers, a closed scrimmage to fans and media over the weekend at Memorial Stadium. The Big Ten Network was there. They tour around the Big Ten Conference and stop at scrimmages and fall camps, and it coincided with the scrimmage on Saturday. So those guys were there. They got an opportunity to see some of the scrimmage in between their broadcasting from Memorial Stadium. But just kind of taking bits and pieces away from what they had to say, uh, it appears no one stood out at quarterback as far as how that race is going between redshirt freshman Taven Jackson and Brendan Soresby as well. Uh, They shared snaps equally, according to the BTN crew, And it doesn't sound like much was figured out uh, in the scrimmage on Saturday. So we'll be interesting to see. Running backs made a positive impression with the Big Ten Network guys. That should be no surprise because Jalen Lucas is, I think, one of the biggest names, if not the biggest name, on the uh, Hoosiers for this upcoming season. Josh Henderson as well. Uh, Wake Forest transfer Christian Turner uh, was out with a minor injury, according to Tom Allen Turner is one of the names on the roster that I'm kind of interested to know more about coming out of the transfer portal. The defensive line, the BTN crew said it looked different. Of course, it has been overhauled during the offseason, and so that will be uh, curious to see. And there were some kicker problems, according to the uh, Big Ten crew. Special teams were an issue at the scrimmage field goal kicking Left a little to be desired was uh, the quote of one of the broadcasters. So that's just a real rough sketch of what they said. Uh, Just kind of skipping through some of the main takeaways from the scrimmage. Obviously, I was most interested to hear what they had to say about the QB race. And to be quite honest, there wasn't a lot to say. I don't think either guy was terribly impressive. And further, I don't think 
there seemed to be much of a difference between either guy. So uh, who knows which direction the quarterback race is headed, but we did not learn more from the Big Ten Network, that's for sure, over the weekend. A couple Big Ten football notes while we're on the subject of college football. Cade McNamara, he's the starting quarterback for now at Iowa, he was injured in practice, so some concern there about what his immediate future looks like, at least for the uh, Hawkeyes. Will he still be uh, their starter or projected starter? Uh, of course, he came to Iowa from Michigan this offseason. And then speaking of Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, they were proposing a deal to the NCAA uh, that part of his uh, the Michigan's penalties, his suspension, would be the first four games of this 2023 season, meaning Co- Coach Harbaugh would not be on the sidelines for the first four games of the Wolverines who are projected to have a really good season in the Big Ten and uh, college football as well. But that deal has fallen through, according to reports. So that still kind of is outstanding what his uh, future looks like, but he is no longer suspended. I think that was kind of a self-imposed suspension. It will now go through the NCAA's uh, Committee on Infractions, but he is expected to coach all 12 games this season for Michigan. So when you think of the Wolverines, Coach Harbaugh, it seems like safe as far as being at all the games this year, but that's going to definitely linger on as the season moves forward. NBA, lots of Hoosiers in the NBA now. Uh, adding to the latest list, Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen hood Shafino. Over the weekend, the season opening games, opening night of the 23-24 NBA season was announced October 24th. So we're just over two months away from professional basketball, but the L.A. Lakers will play at the defending champion, the Denver Nuggets. So we'll see Jalen Hood-Shafino's team in that very opening night of NBA action. We'll see what kind of role maybe early on he has a chance of having for the Lakers, what a franchise the Lakers are, although recently they've left some to be desired with uh, LeBron James and others. But we'll see what uh, Hood-Shafino's opportunities are going to be like. And then also Trace Jackson Davis, his Golden State Warriors team, will host West Coast rival the Phoenix Suns. So uh, maybe we see both guys get at least a little bit of run, or maybe not, you never know, in the opening night games for both of their teams coming up on October 24th. Uh, While we're on basketball, let's talk about Flory Badunga. He committed to Kansas on Saturday. Uh, Big surprise, according to some people, I know a lot of people thought Duke, who came on late in the recruiting process and was the last school to offer him a scholarship. I thought that a lot of people thought that they might ultimately land Badunga, who is a, a student now at Kokomo High School again this season. Uh, it came down to Kansas, Auburn, Duke, and Michigan. Uh, he took an official visit to Kansas in May and took one in June uh, earlier in the summer. Uh, but he's the Kansas's first commitment of the 2023 recruiting cycle. Of course, he's a 2024 player uh, and it will be a junior for the upcoming senior, excuse me, for the upcoming season for this Kokomo team. But Badunga is the real deal. I mean, there's no question about that. I know a lot of Indiana fans, obviously the coaching staff as well, very hopeful the Hoosiers could land him. They seem to be involved in the process pretty strong until the last month and a half or so of his recruitment. It seemed as Duke came on, IU faded, 
which kind of adds some surprise, really, that Kansas ultimately is his destination. So, But he did uh, pick the uh, Jayhawks uh, at halftime of the Under Armour Elite 24 game, which was interesting. I didn't get to see it live, but as a basketball guy that does a lot of events, you always pay attention to stuff, especially when it's an outdoor event. The Elite 24 game was set to be played outdoors, a really cool court, in Atlanta, but weather and the court being slick really delayed things. But we finally got Badunga's commitment. He is going to Kansas. And then one other high school basketball note for the upcoming season, Cooper Flagg. He's a big name. Indiana, I think, recruited him. I don't know that they're in the picture at all with him now. Five-star prospect. He's at Montverde Academy, where Indiana has a lot of targets currently and has had a lot of success recently getting players from there. Liam McNeely and Derek Queen, both currently at Montverde, but he reclassified, Cooper Flagg did, from 2024, or I should say from 25 to 24, which makes him eligible for the 2025 NBA draft. In fact, I saw already he's the number one prospect listed for the 2025 NBA draft. Uh, Cooper Flagg had an outstanding summer, just outstanding summer. He was definitely one of, if not the player of the summer, uh, but he definitely is going to be a big impact player now that he is uh, going to be in, in his final year of high school basketball. Big name, big guy all the way around, big center. Uh, what a get he would be for somebody if he goes the college route. But he definitely is is somebody really good. I didn't realize until reading about his uh, decision to reclassify that he has a brother that's pretty good as well. Uh, and also, Flag, he's from Maine. When's the last time you heard of a high-level, elite-level uh, recruit from Maine? I'd have to research that a little bit. But the interesting note from over the weekend as well. And as we head to break, I want to mention this. The, the Hawaii wildfires, which have been so devastating to see the television coverage and the news reports. I know that the Maui Classic, obviously, uh, could be up for uh, maybe moving, or I don't know what the situation is. I guess nobody's really worried about basketball there right now when you've got devastating fires. But the Civic Center, in which the Maui Invitational has always been played at, is uh, severe damage. Still standing at this time, but a lot of the buildings around it are gone. And, of course, I think almost 100 people at least confirmed dead at this point. So just a tragic Tragic situation in Hawaii and the Maui Classic, one of the basketball things you always think about when you uh, think about that uh, area, that state. Uh, so our thoughts and prayers with those people. And obviously uh, that building has been historic to college basketball as well as far as getting the season going early on. But basketball doesn't mean a lot when you've got a tragedy like uh, what's going on there now, that's for sure. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star. We'll talk some IU football and what we can get from Zach, what he knows from the closed football scrimmage over the weekend. We'll get into some basketball stuff as well with uh, Zach. And then later today, Chad Gilbert, Charlestown Athletic Director, IHSA Executive Board Member. He's with us as we put the focus on local sports coming up as well. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.
Sisters Deli, where it's made fresh for you. The dining room is open, providing a safe environment following all state and CDC guidelines. Download the McAllister's app to order carryout or delivery. Visit any of our 11 area locations for the regional favorite. Every regional favorite is handcrafted and made to order using fresh, high-quality ingredients. We promise that every generous portion will be served with a smile as big as the one it'll leave on your face. McAllister's Deli. High school sports teach so much more than just the fundamentals of the game. They also teach the fundamentals of life, like the power of belief. I'm Robert Falkins. And I'm Carrie Rosati. We're both assistant commissioners of the IHSAA. In the second classroom of high school sports, student-athletes understand hard work pays off, and they learn to be proud of their effort, no matter the outcome. Successful student-athletes support their teammates and learn to always do the right thing. And most importantly, they learn to always believe in themselves. When high school sports keep education in front of athletics, these fundamental beliefs outweigh the idea of winning at all costs. That's why high school sports are a transformative and invaluable part of every student-athlete's education. Buy a ticket to your high school's athletic events and show student-athletes that you'll always believe in them, too. This is the power of belief. This is the power of high school sports. This is your IHSAA. High interest rates may be the norm everywhere else. But right now at Genesis Diamonds, we're always thinking about our customers, and we've decided to slash interest rates down to zero. Zero percent for five years. That means you can get those diamond earrings, that designer engagement ring, or that luxury pre-owned Rolex and spread your payments over five whole years without paying a dime in interest. Birthdays, anniversaries, just because gifts starting as low as $35 a month. And that's with zero down. Now through July 1st only. And only at Genesis Diamonds. Shelbyville Road Plaza. On approved credit, see store for details. When design is key to your landscape project, give Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge has more experience than any landscape company in the area. Remember, Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key to your project and you want the most experienced landscaping company in the area, give Walnut Ridge a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call on someone who's invested in your success. I'm Scott Aldridge, your Jeffersonville Edward Jones Financial Advisor. At Edward Jones, we believe in building a complete picture of your financial life, including your unique goals and passions, so we can help you work toward achieving what's most important to you. Call me at 812-282-0000 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones member, SIPC. Are you tired of fast food burgers and fries and looking for a healthier option? Why not try one of the freshly made sandwiches at the Honey Baked Ham Company? They offer an assortment of delicious sandwiches, freshly made sides, and mouth-watering cookies. You can grab a box to go or dine in their cozy cafe. They also offer several lunch catering offers as well. Call the store, 812-941-9426. Or visit them at 3602 Northgate Court, Suite 23 in New Albany. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling, serving the Kentuckiana area, specializing in residential changeouts. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling offers free second opinions. If you get some bad news from your heating and air guy, call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. 812-786-0469 for a second opinion. Call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. Again, 812-786-0469.
We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this in for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back on this Monday edition of the program. Thornton's text line open, that number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star, he joins the programs on the program on Monday as we talk uh, this time of year. A lot of IU football and more in our chat with Zach. In fact, Zach joins us from IU football practice right now where Portions of the practice are open for media, and then there are some media sessions with players and some of the assistants, I believe, later in the day as well. Zach, what's the mood there today after a big close scrimmage with the Big Ten Network crew there over the weekend? Yeah, I think, well, first of all, rainy, I think is probably the, uh, the, the first thing. I mean, I think, you know, listen, there's obviously always going to be an extent to which Coaches aren't going to share their feelings, their opinions, their you know assessments too publicly until the season starts, until it's time to kind of actually put a team out on the field. I, I do think um, it feels like you, I could say this just about every year, but I, I do think, especially with the way Tom Allen really treats those, you know, he calls them preseason games. That's the that's the mentality he wants everyone to take into them. That's kind of the the way that he and his staff structure them for. For the players, and it's not you know it's it's not a flat out game in the sense that there's still some controlled stuff about it. There's periods where they don't hit, you know, they, they didn't do live uh, field goals, for example, and they, they kicked field goals that just didn't go live where they could be blocked. Obviously, quarterbacks still can't be hit. There's still going to be some times where maybe there's no tackling, or they say, okay, now we're going to work, you know, red zone offense, defense, that kind of stuff. But it always feels like that after the first one of those, I think maybe. To an extent, the idea of the season becomes a little bit more real in everyone's mind, and things sharpen just a little bit. And you know, it's also worth saying this is you know virtually always in the fall camp kind of schedule. This is the week that uh, students come back to campus, and so suddenly you start to feel like it's not summer anymore; it's fall semester, which means again it's, it's football season and that kind of thing. But it always does feel a little bit like after that first one. Um, Everybody maybe feels a little bit, a little bit more like okay, you know, we can really kind of, we can kind of see what's coming on the horizon in a, in a really tangible way here, and you feel like maybe everything goes up just a level in terms of just like I said, sharpness. Zach, uh, based on what the Big Ten Network crew had to say from the closed scrimmage, it doesn't sound like there's been any movement on the quarterback race as far as one standing out, one getting more snaps than the other. Based on what they mentioned, it was very equal, and really neither one of them took the lead above the other. Yeah, and you know we're technically not allowed to report what we saw. I think it, it is fair to agree with that assessment. I think I think you do see two different quarterbacks, and this isn't just in terms of the scrimmage. I can even go back to fall camp. I think there's, or, or excuse me, uh, spring camp, spring season. I think there are ways in which. Thorsby maybe is a little bit more refined as a thrower in, in some respects now. I think there are ways in which you look at Tevin Coleman and you, you see both the tools of an elite 11, or not Tevin Coleman, I'm sorry, Tevin Jackson. Oof, I've been covering I've been covering IU football too long. 
um, without mixing up <laughs> players' names uh, like that. But um, when you see, you know, a, a Taven Jackson and you see also, you know, his athletic ability, when you consider that it seems like Indiana wants to retain some of the option concepts that they pivoted to with Dexter Williams as starting quarterback at the back end of last season. If you're going to do that, you're going to need a quarterback who's good in the open field, who knows how to run the ball, who knows how to protect himself running the ball. You know, I mean, that there's, there's, a, a, there's a difference between a quarterback who's just fast in the open field and one who understands how to brace himself for a hit, how to, you know, sort of disperse contact. I remember people used to ask Paul Johnson, the old option coach at Navy and Georgia Tech all the time, they'd say basically, aren't you worried about your quarterback getting hit? because he runs the ball so much. And Johnson said, you know, nobody ever asks me, am I worried about a running back getting hit, you know, 30 times a game? And it's because that's just part of the deal for running backs. He said, if you if you coach a quarterback the same way you coach a running back in, in some respects, he'll understand how to absorb a hit and protect himself and, and take less of a blow and, and maybe, you know, basically just not be as, as much of a risk of an injury. And I think that, that Taven Jackson may bring some of that as well in terms of maybe being a little bit better in some of those option concepts. But again, that's even reaching back to what we saw in the spring and a lot's changed. It doesn't feel like there's a, you know, a, a lot between them, you know, maybe, maybe a piece of printer paper, maybe a couple. Um, and it may come down to, you know, being a situation where Tom Allen isn't necessarily saying this guy's clearly better than that guy, but maybe is more saying, you know, this guy has, is, is better at a, a select number of things that Tom Allen and his staff think will be more important for the season ahead. Zach Ostrom of the Indianapolis Star with us. Any other buzz, any other areas of concern or praise that you're hearing about today or heard about over the weekend out of that closed scrimmage? I think the, the one thing that I would say, and, and this is, not, again, not just from the scrimmage, but just having looked at this team off and on, even going back to the spring, having observed them through the first part of fall camp, and then the scrimmage is part of this. I do think they'll be better along both lines of scrimmage. Now, how much better? Obviously, you, you kind of need to see them up against other competition to know. Um, I think they're going to be better along the offensive line. Again, how much better? I'm not completely sure yet, but I think that I think that there's a, a good chance they will be better. And I think that they have picked up a number of transfers, transfers and then a small handful of young guys over the last two years along that defensive line. That just the body types are different there. The level of athleticism combined with size. I think some guys like uh, Philip Bleeding, Marcus Torres, certainly Andre Carter, the, the transfer from Western Michigan, who genuinely might be among um, the best players on the team, if not the best player on the team. Um, I think if they can stay healthy on that defensive line, you know, we've talked about Tom Allen's defenses for the last few years, how good those secondaries were, and basically he almost started with the secondary, and the secondary was the base that allowed everything to move forward down toward the line of scrimmage. I think it may work in the other direction this year, and frankly, that's probably a more conventional way for defense to work. There's a lot of questions in that secondary. There's a lot that's not settled yet. There's a lot of guys that are unproven, but I think that that line may be a lot better. Zach Osterman, the Indianapolis Star. He joins us Mondays. We talk IU football and basketball, and I want to get into some hoops with you as well. Um, I saw Jalen Hood-Chefino and Trace Jackson-Davis both will play in the opening night of the 23-24 NBA season on TNT. The Lakers will be at 
the Nuggets and the Suns will uh, play at TJD's Warriors. Uh, the number of NBA guys with IU ties that graduated from the program, or I should probably say not graduated, but uh, attended the program, were alumni of the men's basketball team in Bloomington, is growing. Hood Shafino and Jackson Davis obviously helped grow that number in a big way, and it sounds like it could grow more depending on how mock drafts, if they actually play out into fruition with Kellel Ware and McKenzie and Baco in future drafts. NBA and IU, much more of a connection there now with the number of players and also, of course, Mike Woodson being so connected in the league. Yeah, and I mean, it goes back um, it goes back to what we talked about back around, you know, the, 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 the declaring deadlines, around the draft process, draft night, all that. It, it's good for Indiana. The, the more that this, you know, the more that this, this pipeline opens up, and that, that's a cliche term, but, you know, there's a reason we all use it. Um, the more, the wider it opens, the better it is for Indiana. We've talked so much about Indiana's aspirations in the 2024 recruiting class. Well, I'm guessing that Indiana's ceiling in that class is a lot higher because of what Indiana has been able to do in the draft last year, um, or, or I guess this year, this draft, this previous draft, however you want to say that. Um and it's, it's something a lot easier to talk to a McKinsey and Baco, or you know, you look at some of the guys Indiana's recruiting in 2024, Boogie Flan, the Liam McNeely, whomever, and just sort of say, hey, listen, this is you know, we have the people here present to make you a better player, to get you where you want to go, to sort of fuel your aspirations and your ambitions, you know, in college and beyond. And I think it's it, you know, the more you can get that kind of the more you can solidify that and reinforce that, the better off you're going to be. Um, and you don't need to listen. You know, we've said this many times too. You don't need to get four top 25 kids every year to compete for a national championship. You know, results at the end of the year tell us that. But the results at the end of the year also tell us the more elite level players you bring in your program, typically the better off you are. Especially if you become the kind of program that can do it with a certain amount of regularity. You're not just, you know, maybe riding an intense sort of wave of momentum for one or two classes, but you can be the kind of program that's consistently bringing those kids in and retaining those kids. And, you know, there's no, no, no flirtation with the portal, you know, this offseason, for example, from like a Malik Renew or a Trey Galloway or anything like that. Or, you know, even in this, even in the portal era, even in the NIL era, you're, you're bringing these kids in. Some of them will be one and done. Some will be two and done. Some will be three and done. But you're bringing in high-level talent consistently, you're developing it, you're developing it. Guys are clearly getting better. They can point to it. You can point to it to the next guy. And again, some of them will go after one year, some after two, some after three, whatever. But the point is, you are consistently stocking your program with talented players. Eventually, you know, all boats will rise. Zach, I know we've talked about this, but a text here on the text line says, "Ask Zach about the open basketball scholarship for the team this season, please." I, there have been a couple names that have been mentioned. I haven't seen anybody with real strong connections to Indiana, but have you heard anything maybe that we haven't on what Indiana could or couldn't do with that last scholarship for this upcoming season? Um, so you're right. There have been a couple names. Uh, there was the transfer uh, guard from Air Force. That never really seemed to materialize. It is worth saying, unless something has changed very recently, we're basically coming up on the deadline for this. I believe you are not allowed to add new classes 
after the first week of, of school, after the first week of the semester. So this is move-in week right now. God help me, driving around Bloomington is a nightmare. Um, this week is when everybody comes back to campus, everybody moves into the dorms and all that. Next week is the first week of class. It's either the, I think it's either the Monday or the Tuesday of the following week. So basically about two weeks from today is when you cannot add or drop new classes. Um, and so that means that you couldn't enroll as a student for the fall semester, basically outside two weeks from today. So I think the closer we get to that day, um, the, the less likely it becomes that they add somebody. And, and you're right, there's really no noise around anybody. I think at this point you would feel like, you know, if, if this were this were Vegas and we were sitting here putting odds on it, I think the heavy favorite would be that Indiana's not going to add anybody in that in that 13th spot. Um, but you know, you never rule anything out. I can remember him and Holt coming in very very late. Um, I, I feel like Josh Newkirk came in really late as a transfer. I'd have to go back and double check on that. So you never say never, but it, it you know it, it is looking unlikely. All right, uh, talking with Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star. Good stuff there. One other recruiting question for you, Liam McNeely. He seems to be rising to the uh, top of 2024 prospects for Indiana. Another visit set. Uh, another guest on our show last week indicated maybe that this second official visit for McNeely and his family could kind of be a confirmation visit, maybe leading up to a commitment. Do you have the same feeling that maybe Liam McNeely is going to be the next guy to give a verbal commitment to the Hoosiers? I know. I mean, I know some smart people who do. Um, I, I have not. I won't sit here and say, you know, that I've, I've locked that down and confirmed it. It certainly does seem like, and again, you want to be real careful because if a kid doesn't, especially in the social media era where it's kind of become pretty much standard behavior for kids to say this is my top seven, my top five, my top three, whatever, that, that you know, I mean, you think 15, 10, 15 years ago, we'd have to, you know, get them on the phone and you have to confirm that and, you know, you have to answer everybody's questions individually. Now, so much of that stuff can be announced through social media. And so, you know, we're kind of in a place where if, if a kid's not making that baldly apparent, you don't want to, you don't want to make too many judgments because it's really easy to, to start reading tea leaves and that pretty rapidly becomes sort of filling in gaps that, you know, that, that maybe, you know, it almost becomes a game of telephone, I guess is what I'm trying to say, where, you know, it, it, you hear one thing, speculation, and suddenly that turns into fact and whatever. So I say all that to preface. It does seem like there's two schools that have a lot more noise around them than others, which are IU and Texas, and there's others that push, especially in July and since July. Um, but it does feel like Indiana, you know, if I were sitting here based on people I've talked to and, you know, intelligence I've received, and even just, and I know this is boring in some ways, but listen, we can all remember, remember the McKinsey and Baca situation. Vibes can matter sometimes. Um, if, if I'm sitting here and, and sort of lumping all that together and I'm building a list from least li- most likely to least likely of the guys that I think Indiana is going to shot with Liam McNeely is at or near the top. And so I think if you're Indiana, you like the position you put yourself in, and now it's just a question of can you close. All right, Zach Osterman, the Indianapolis Star from football practice. Zach, appreciate you stepping aside to give us a few minutes of your time. Always appreciate the insight. We'll catch up with you really soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, as always.
All right, Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star. He joins us on Mondays, and this time of year you're going to get Zach from football practice, that's for sure. Uh, portions only of the practice are open to the media a couple times a week, and then there are some interviews each week with different players and some of the assistant coaches. Then I think uh, later in the week, if it's Wednesdays or Thursdays, Tom Allen has a weekly availability this time of year. So appreciate Zach coming on. One other note, I didn't get to bring this up with Zach. Maybe Chad and I will talk about it in the next segment, but Trey Kaufman-Wren, Silver Creek graduate. I know it's an Indiana program, so sometime some of the Purdue stuff I don't always get to, but he is having a great offseason for the Boilermakers. He scored 17 points, four rebounds, three assists, and one turnover in Purdue's 108-45 win over SKN St. Poulton on Friday in Austria, uh, their third game of the team's European trip. He was 8 of 9 from the field, 1 of 2 from three-point range, and 0 of 1 in his lone opportunity at the free throw line. They have their last game against a team uh, in the Czech Republic coming up today. Sometime today on Monday will wrap up their four-game tour for Matt Painter and the Boilermakers. So, boy, Trey Kaufman has gotten a lot of opportunity in this foreign tour and there's a lot of real positive buzz coming out of the program about Trey Kaufman and what his role and playing time on the team this season could look like. So exciting for him. Of course, you know we didn't hear his name a lot, freshman year walk-on, so uh, you tend to maybe forget about him a little bit. But Trey Kaufman-Rent, he's the real deal. I think he just fits the Purdue style and Matt Painter's offense so very well. And uh, it's going to be fun to see him battle it out with Indiana. And I think uh, this season in the Big Ten Conference will look uh, really good for him as far as opportunities for the Boilermakers. It's going to be fun to follow him over the next few years and see what his future looks like at Purdue. And beyond that as well, I think he definitely has a professional future uh, somewhere. Is it the NBA in the next couple of years at Purdue could help determine that. But awesome to see another local guy, just a great guy as well, Trey Kaufman, Wren from Silver Creek, uh, have some success, and I think a lot of Indiana fans will be pulling for Trey Kaufman, Wren, uh, maybe not the Boilermakers, but for Trey, for sure, and I know I'll be one of them. All right, we'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with Zach Osterman. Excuse me. We'll come back with Chad Gilbert. Uh, Chad is the Charlestown Athletic Director, IHSA Executive Board member, and he's with us Mondays as we talk local sports, and so we'll do that today with Chad because big football games coming up on Friday night. Week one of the high school football season is almost here in the Hoosier State. We'll talk that and more next here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Plumbers, pipe fitters, welders, and HVAC technicians of Local 502's commitment to excellence can be seen in our community every day. The KFC Yum Center, Ford Motor Company, and the Omni Hotel are just a few examples of their professional craftsmanship. Local 502 has been part of our community for over a century and invests over $1 million annually training skilled local workers. Members of Local 502 are your friends, neighbors, and children's coaches. For more information, go to lu502.com. Local 502, built on excellence, building a better tomorrow. 
Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling, serving the Kentuckiana area, specializing in residential change-out. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling offers free second opinions. If you get some bad news from your heating and air guy, call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. 812-786-0469 for a second opinion. Call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. Again, 812-786-0469. Governor Holcomb, I love how high school sports teach the importance of the journey. I couldn't agree more, Commissioner Neidig. Before any measure of success is achieved, like making a winning play or earning a state championship, student-athletes go on an essential journey that humbles and teaches them every step of the way. The lessons learned along the journey of high school sports are about so much more than just the game. Student-athletes learn how to persevere through adversity, never give up, and to get better every day. This second classroom teaches the skills, behaviors, and attitudes student-athletes need to be successful on the playing field and in life. There's no better training ground for today's teens on their way to becoming tomorrow's leaders. Support the vital work of education-based athletics by buying a ticket to your high school's athletic events. This is keeping education in front of athletics. This is the journey of high school sports. This is your IHSAA. When design is key to your landscape project, give Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge has more experience than any landscape company in the area. Remember, Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key to your project and you want the most experienced landscaping company in the area, give Walnut Ridge a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call on someone who's invested in your success. I'm Scott Aldridge, your Jeffersonville Edward Jones Financial Advisor. At Edward Jones, we believe in building a complete picture of your financial life, including your unique goals and passions, so we can help you work toward achieving what's most important to you. Call me at 812-282-0000 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I- Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Monday edition of the program. Thornton's text line, that number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. I know high school football is here, and we're going to get to that with Chad Gilbert, our guest, in just a moment. But I want to start with a couple basketball things today with Chad. And uh, Chad, first, thanks for joining us. And let's continue with the topic that I finished the last segment with how about Trey Kaufman-Wren of Silver Creek getting a lot of opportunity with the Boilermakers this summer? He's having a really nice uh, opportunity to play and contribute on the Boilermakers European Tour that ends later today. Uh, good stuff for Trey, and I think a lot of people hopeful that he can really play a meaningful role at Purdue, who should be really good again this season uh, this year. You know, Matt, one thing on that, caveat to that, is the big guy from Purdue is not playing, correct? Correct. 
So that there's a little bit different scheme there. When he comes back, that will change Trey's role a touch. But from everything that I've heard, and I've not I've not spoke to Trey's family any, uh, but from everything I've heard from people that are connected outside of that, is Trey has really left his mark. You know that he is vying for a starting position and are pushing. You know to get in that lineup. But I think that's something good for a kid from Southern Indiana that he's you know he redshirted. He. Uh, had his opportunity last year to come off the bench, and now he's putting in his time, and he's pushing for a starting position. Now, what's that say about that kid? You know, that's something that, you know, back in our day, you waited your time. Now, kids want instant gratification, and I'm sure he wanted to start from the time he went from fresh as a freshman. But that's a smart kid who learned, who watched, who practiced, who continued to get better, and didn't take his eye off the prize. And guys like that, those guys are winners. They're hard to keep out of the starting lineup. They're hard to uh, not root for. They're hard, you know, for those those guys make you want to see them do well. And, you know, and hopefully everything pays off for him and he has a great season. But for everything that I've heard, man, I'm kind of like you, that he's going to have a breakout year for the Boilermakers this year. Absolutely exciting to see. Also, a little bit of news just now. According to John Rothstein, the Empire Classic at Madison Square Garden, Connecticut will play Indiana, so the Hoosiers will take on the defending national champions in the first round. Louisville will take on Texas uh, in the other first-round game. So if an Indiana-Louisville matchup is going to happen in men's basketball, uh, both teams will either need to win or lose their first-round semifinal games at the Empire Classic. So pretty good stuff. I know a lot of people interested and going to make the trip there to Madison Square for that a big uh, IU opportunity in New York City. So how about that, Chad? Matt, real quick on that. Have you ever been to Madison Square Garden? I have been to New York City once. It was out of season. I wanted to take like a $25 tour of Madison Square Garden, but it was under major renovations. I'm going to say this was 10 to 12 years ago maybe. So long answer to your question, but no, unfortunately I haven't. I have never, I have never been either, and I've always wanted to. I thought a great trip would be like a Thanksgiving deal, where you went to the Macy's Day Parade and caught a game in Madison Square Garden. I thought that would just be a great trip. And I've heard New York City is awesome. I've never been. I'd love to go. That's one of those bucket list trips, and I think it's something that is awesome to see. But one thing we see is there's a huge alumni there from IU. You know, do you ever notice how? When IU plays there, it's just jam-packed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think there's a big alumni, you know, that come from New York to go to the Kelly Business School, you know, that are IU alumnus that have moved back home. They come to that game, and they show out. I mean, that game, if you ever see IU play in Madison Square Garden, it is packed. And it's, it's almost like an IU home game, but it's something I always thought that was really cool and never put that connection together to a couple of years ago when I asked somebody, and uh, they told me about what the connection was with that. So it was really cool. Chad Gilbert, uh, my guest. Chad, one more basketball topic for you before we get to week one of high school football. Flory Badunga, he committed to uh, Kansas over the weekend. A little bit of a surprise. I think some people thought he might um, uh, go to Duke. And, of course, a lot of Indiana fans very disappointed in his decision. But I know you've seen Flory. He's at Kokomo, obviously not from Kokomo, not from the United States. But at Kokomo will be a huge piece for them this season. Jeffersonville will play them in a holiday tournament, I believe. And New Albany is actually going to host Kokomo at the Doghouse, which will be interesting. But 
Chad, you're a basketball guy. You've played at a high level. You've coached at a high level. Is he a surefire pro? Because that's how it seems to me. You know, he plays above the rim, Matt. You know, the one thing that, that concerns me is he is only listed at 6'8". Uh, I'm not sure how that translates to that next level, but, I mean, he plays above the rim. I mean, how, how tall was Greg Oden? Because that's who his game reminds me of, just the way he dunks the ball like that, the way he flushes the ball, the way that he, he gets out on the break. Um, you know, of course, I was, I was a little different thing on that, Matt. I was rooting for Coach Pearl to get him. I think Coach Pearl was right there in Auburn at the end to try to get for him this year, and he would have been great for him playing above the rim like that. But I think in a certain situation where he can excel is you, you have him as the lob guy. You know, going to the rim. But with that, you got to have a point guard, one, who can lay it up there for him to go get. And two, you got to have shooters that guys can't come off of in the wings to help out on that mob. So if he's in the right situation, they throw the ball up, I think he's suited to, suited to play uh, about any level you want. How that translates to the pros, I'm not sure. I'm curious how it goes into college, and we'll see how he does. But my gosh, he is a sight to see, Matt. If you. You know, he's, he's Romeo Buzz. You remember how the buzz was on Romeo several years ago and you get to see him. I mean, it's a it's a show, and uh, you won't be disappointed in him because he plays hard. He goes after every ball. And he's one of those guys, like I said, when he dunks it, the ball hits the ground before his feet hit the ground. That's how much authority he has behind it. So if anybody out there has a chance to see him play the Bulldogs or the Devils this year, I hope they take advantage of that opportunity because – it is one of those deals that a once-in-a-lifetime player for Kokomo to come through. And you think about that history of Kokomo High School, that says a lot. Absolutely. Chad Gilbert, my guest. Chad, let's finally – oh, got another text I want to bring up real quick. Uh, Trey Kaufman-Wren, I guess Purdue must be playing right now against the team from the Czech Republic. Uh, Purdue is ahead 59-46, 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Trey Kaufman-Wren, 19 points and 10 rebounds. So – uh, you're wow, right. That is role, awesome. obviously a, a lot different without the big man, but still pretty good. Oh, you know, and again, let's think about this: the experience Trey Kaufman Ren is getting, experience play these games. Not let's talk about the basketball experience, the time he's getting in the court, the time he's getting to develop. But what about the off-court experience to be able to do that? You know, just think: you know, three years ago, this guy's sitting in Silver Creek High School as a senior year, and now he's able to do this. People were texting in about. His stat line, that is awesome, man. You can't say enough about a kid like that who's taking advantage of a situation and going with it. And I know, you know, I know Charlestown, Silver Creek, there is some rivalry there, but I know a lot, everybody in certain Indiana should be rooting for Trey and other kids like that in the same roles because, you know, they, they really represent our area and we want to see those kids do well. All right, Chad, I promised people we'd get to football. I know everybody's excited about week one this Friday night after scrimmages on Friday. You're the perfect guy to talk football with right now because your Pirates, I think, are going to be one of the better teams in the area. I really like your QB, and what a game. The rivalry at Silver Creek. They've got the new stadium. Is that place going to be sold out on Friday night? I sure hope so. No question, Matt. You know, find a better game in Southern Indiana than that Friday night. It will be packed. Now, we talked about the Battle of 403. The battle is getting there off of 403. It's going to be packed. The Battle of 31, 31 is going to be packed out everywhere to get there. So I would get there early. Um, I think it will be a huge crowd. Talk to uh, John Dabble. He is going through uh, major renovations. We went through that here at Charlestown, and it's a pain. It's a pain. Uh, John's doing everything he can to make sure this thing comes off great. Uh, there's going to be some parking issues. 
but he's going to make sure that he has everything squared away where people can get there. They know where to park and does it. You know, uh, talked about John a little bit. Man, what, what a great guy. You know, he's somebody who works extremely hard. He's been a football coach. He's taken pride in that stadium. If you, if you had a chance to drive by there and see it, it's awesome. It's a great stadium, and, and there's nothing that the Pirates want to do than to open it up with a, a loss. You know, they want to give Silver Creek a loss in their first game at, at uh, Silver Creek. It's something that, that there is big rivalry with that football game. There will be a big crowd, and I, I'm envious of the Dragons and John Dabble because they're going to have a huge gate, a huge concession stand, and that's really a shot in the arm. But I think uh, coming into that, whoever wins this game, you know, one, I think it puts you in a great spot to win the Mid-Southern Conference, and two, you know, I think it gets your – all your fall sports off to a good start. A lot of things, you know, you, you've heard this before. If you have a good football team, it, it, it kind of gets every the, the school year off to a good start. I think a lot of truth to that. You know, it makes other sports do well as well. I think people get behind the other sports, friends, family, parents get behind that. Student athletes support each other well. But there's just so many football players on a roster. It kind of makes the the uh, the school year feel that enthusiasm, that uh, school spirit, and getting behind each other. So there's a lot at stake Friday. I hope we have a good crowd. You know, more than anything, I hope it's a great game. Everybody comes out safe because that's what education-based athletics is all about, Matt, is, you know, teams going out there competing and leaving it all on the field of the court. Absolutely. All right, Chad Gilbert with me Mondays on the program. We put the focus on local sports. I didn't leave a lot of time for Winning Time, our favorite HBO show, but I watched season two last night. I was so exhausted that I think I dozed off during some of it. So I'm up to find some time this week to go back and watch it again. But it, it was really good from what I could remember. Matt, we're in the same boat. I didn't even turn it on last night. Miss Amy and I put the kids to bed and fell asleep early. We were knocked out, so we didn't even get a chance to, to to catch it. However, I did get a chance to go to Honey Baked Ham and get some turkey and ham for the weekend. And I got to run across your mom. My gosh, Matt, what a sweet lady. And she, she's a vampire. She doesn't age. She looks the same as she's looked 20 years ago. What, what a what a wonderful lady. Uh, she did a great job raising you, but it was just great to see her in, in Honey Baked Ham, and, and she thinks the world of you, and I think the world of her. That's great. Hopefully she's listening and uh, got a chance to hear that today. So, Chad, thank you as always, and good luck to the Pirates this season in football and all fall sports. We'll talk with you on Monday. Matt, I appreciate the run. Thanks for everything you do for Southern Indiana Sports. It means a lot. Thank you very much, Chad, with us always on Monday. You know, we talk so much IU basketball, uh, a lot of IU football this time of year as well, but I think it's so important in our area especially to keep the focus on local sports, and that's why Chad and Josh Cook and some of the other segments we have with coaches, I just want to make sure we do that as we mix up all the sports happenings. In the summer, it's slow. There's no high school sports. Things are slowing down this time of year. There's so much to get to, but I never want to leave out the high school stuff here in southern Indiana. It's so very special. That's going to wrap things up for our Monday show. We are out of here. Be back with you Tuesday at 11 a.m. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.